You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast, episode 213. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello there, I'm your host, Karen Yankovich, and this is episode 213 of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast, and this show was brought to you by She's Linked Up, where we teach simple relationship, heart-based LinkedIn marketing to women, the kinds of marketing that gets you on the phone with the people that can change your business, change your life, change your bank balance forever. I know that it's the people in our lives that change our lives, and that does not, that's the same when it comes to your business. It's the same when it comes to your business. When I ask people where they get most of their biggest opportunities from, they almost always say referrals. So we know that the process we teach is creating more wealthy women of influence. And I believe that the world needs more wealthy women of influence. So at the end of the day, it's digital marketing, but with that human touch, the human to human marketing, that is really where the biggest opportunities happen. So if you've listened before, or if you love what you're hearing today, you know, we love to hear from you, right? Please subscribe to the show on whatever podcast player you're using. Leave a review that helps us understand what is valuable to you, the shows that, that resonate most with our audience. So we can do more of that, right? So we love that. You can also take a quick screenshot of this and share it on social media. Use the hashtag good girls, get rich tag me. I'm at Karen Yankovich tag. Our guests will drop her links in the show notes so that you can tag her as well. And then we'll be sure to share your posts with our audiences and we all get more visibility that way. There's also a link in the show notes for SpeakPipe where you can leave me an audio message. I love audio messages. I respond to every one of them personally, and I'd love to hear what you thought of this show, or maybe there's a topic you want me to talk about or a guest you would love for me to interview. I would love to hear from you. And the link is in karenyankovich.com slash 213. You'll see the blog for this page. You'll see the link for SpeakPipe, and that's where all the goodies are for this episode. I am so excited about this show today. Lynn Rivest, who's on our show today, is somebody that's on my team. And Lynn, is, Lynn, I think, might be the very first person I ever hired in my business way back in like 2012, at least in this variation of my business, so or my online business. So, you know, we, we did different things over the years, but we've come back together recently and it's been a lot of fun to work with her. And, you know, I'm really, I really want you to see, I like, I like sharing with you some of the people on my team and the things that are going on behind the scenes in my business. Cause maybe that'll help you, right? Maybe it'll help you do that. And honestly, Lynn's amazing. Y'all need to know her. So check it out. I am really excited for today's guest. We have Lynn Rivest with us today, and Lynn is an online business strategist helping solo entrepreneurs focus on what matters most in their business to make it flourish. And Lynn is on my team. I, I, I think you may remember that I told you earlier this year that I wanted to bring more of the people that I work with to you just to give you a little more behind the scenes of what goes on around here and in, in hopes that it helps you as well. And Lynn and I worked together years ago and then you know, circumstances came back around to us working together for the last few months. And it's been a lot of fun working with you again, Lynn. How are you? Good. How are you, Karen? Good, good. So I brought Lynn on because, you know, listen, I knew, I knew her work because we worked together years ago and I knew that I just needed to somebody to kind of kick me in the butt. I knew that she would do that because as much as I, 
I can talk the talk and I try really hard to walk the walk with be really focused, you know, like start, like you don't need to be all things to all people. You don't need to be all over the place. I can very easily, you know, get distracted and have shiny object syndrome. So I needed somebody on my team that could be like, nah, I don't think you should do that. So that's why I brought you back on Lynn. So, um, what do you say? What do you call yourself in your LinkedIn bio? Because I loved how you say it. Oh yeah. Tough lover. I'm a tough lover. (laughs) Yeah. And that's so true. It's so true. So, so tell everybody a little bit about you and your journey and what brought you to, because I think this is absolutely your sweet spot. So how did you come to realize that and start to build your business around that? Yeah, well, as you know, we do. We go back uh, quite a while. I think it was like 2015 when we first I, I think it might have been 2013 or Yeah, even earlier. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in all this time, uh, my my whole background, of course, even from like 1998 forward has been, you know, in digital strategy and, and different ways. And then when I went off on my own in 2013, I kind of just fell into more online business management and I got to be behind the scenes of a ton of different online businesses, which was great learning because while I had the digital background, online businesses, solo entrepreneurs, that kind of thing is a different beast, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I got to work with a lot of great people, including yourself. And then in the last while, I was pretty much just working with one client in particular, and it was really us growing this business. And what I learned from that and from all the other businesses I've worked on is that, yes, we overcomplicate. We do. I Um, continue to overcomplicate things, even though I say I don't and you, and I have you to help me not do it. I continue (laughs) to overcomplicate things. (laughs) And it's normal, right? It's totally normal. That's the thing is like, even when, you know, you're, you're good at helping somebody do one thing, you'll fall back on doing those things yourself. It's just natural. But the complexity is unnecessary. This is what I've, you know, I definitely believe and I know to be true with the clients I've worked with where we're basically like, let's prune, let's cut out some of the stuff you don't need to be doing. It just leaves more space to do the things that do matter. But yeah, we we overcomplicate, like you said, shiny object syndrome is a big thing. And because the internet, you're working on the internet. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you have to see what's available. Like you can't just easily remove yourself from the land of plenty, which is, you know, all these amazing <laughs> courses, programs, new right. solutions. You can't because you're working on it. <laughs> right, right. And, so, you know, and there's some good stuff there, right? But it's yeah. it's it's like deciding what makes the most sense and and what doesn't. So Lynn, last week's show, I talked about the fact that I was talking to somebody on my team and we realized that the vast majority of the women that join our programs are in some kind of transition. Well, Lynn is that person. Lynn is the person that we were looking at, you know, the what people had in common that joined our program in 2022. And this is really good information for me. And it gives you ammunition now to say to me, your person is like, is the work you're doing on this platform going to help you find this woman in transition? Right. Because, because it seems like that's the women, those are the people that I'm able to help the most. Right. So have you found that the world is different, like in 2022 than it was in 2019 when it comes to finding your ideal clients and how you portray yourself and how you show up? Um, Yes and no. I mean, there are timeless things. And I know you understand this too, because of course, your your whole program is based on many timeless fundamentals, right? We're big believers in there are things that kind of stick out no matter what happens. Right. But because right. the world changes so much, there are ch- things that shift. 
So I would say that one of the things that's changed from 2019 to 2022 for finding uh, the people right for you is that you need to be even more clear and specific than you ever had to before. There was more of an appetite, you know, before the pandemic, before we all got on Zoom, before all of this, there was more of an appetite to kind of find things out for yourself, maybe explore. There's less of that now. We want to we want to get to a thing like browse the the window of the shop and find that thing and go that's the exact thing that I want. So you have to be even more specific than you used to be. So specific was always a good idea. And again by that I mean not just saying, "Hey, client, I can help you with a headache, for example, but saying something like, hey, I can help you with those afternoon headaches that last two hours that are throbbing over your head that keep you from spending time with your children. You know, you add these layers. That's more needed. Also, not just because we're we, we're overwhelmed and we, there's so many inf- messages and information coming at us, but more than ever, we want to feel like humans, <laughs> We want to feel yes. like you've, you've personally reached out. You person, you understand me. While I know there are many of me who have this kind of headache or whatever the issue I have, it's just knowing like, wow, you you really understand. That makes me feel less like another you know number or a thing, and that's more important than ever. So that's yeah. what it has yeah. changed. Yeah, I, I and I would agree with that. I would agree with that. You know, one of the, I think, kind of funny things that was one of the first things that we worked on together in this new world that we're working on was, yep. I, you know, so every week I do LinkedIn profile reviews typically because I feel like that is a little bit more of a humanizing thing, right? It's, it's go, It speaks to what you just said. Yes. How, do, how do we show up more human to human? And yep. I'm happy to do it. I'm, I love doing it. So I was doing it in my private Facebook group, which you can all join at LinkedInForWomenCommunity.com. And it was good. It was good. And, you know, it was good, but we were, it was a lot of keeping track and a lot of organizing and things like that. And we weren't getting a lot of engagement when I was live. And, and that's what makes it kind of fun, right? Is when you have engagement. And Lynn says to me, like, I almost like you want to bang your head against the wall when I heard this question. She goes, well, why aren't you doing this live on LinkedIn? I was like, I don't know. Why am I not doing this live on LinkedIn? And I moved it to being live on LinkedIn and we have so much engagement. We actually, mm-hmm. you know, we, we do it. So it's Thursdays at 1230 Eastern. You know, you can certainly message me anywhere on DM me on LinkedIn if you want your profile reviewed. But I, I show up every week to do that. And it's a way to show up live. But sometimes we can't see like we're in the can, right? We can't see the label. And yeah. and it has made that one little like just little shift like shifts like that makes such a big difference. And, and again, I'm, I brought Lynn on because I really do want to be like, I I really hate this word in marketing, but I'm going to say it like vulnerable and a little transparent here. But like one of the things that at least once a week, Lynn says to me is LinkedIn, Karen, you teach LinkedIn. Why are you doing this on this platform? You know, I'm like, I don't know because I get pulled by these other platforms too. And Lynn, I never, I, I don't think I've actually told you this, but the other day I just kind of said, I need to do more. I need to do more Instagram stories. Okay. So I decided to do more Instagram stories and I, I pull it up and it was, it had been running for like a couple of, and it was a pretty good, it was a couple of good ones. I spent some time on them. I pull them up like five, six, seven, eight hours later. So like almost halfway through their lifetime, right? Cause I live for a, a day. And I look at who viewed them and I literally did a screen record for you. Then I was like, I can't bother her with this stuff. It was like my sister, my neighbor, my college roommate, my kids, my daughter-in-law. Like there was not one single person that mm-hmm. could have possibly been, it, that, that could have considered, I could have considered that I was marketing to 
on that entire list of people. And I started laughing. I'm like, why don't I listen to her more? You know, why don't I listen to her more? (laughs) Well, in all fairness, you do listen quite a bit. I will say, obviously, (laughs) we still have to do our own thing, right? While I say like tough love, like I will dish it out. Fully knowing, you know, much like with anything else, obviously it's up to you to decide whether or not that makes sense. Uh, But I will say you're very good at like, no, okay, yep, you're right. Like very often, and it's not even just about being right. It's because I'm, you know, we we know each other and I understand your business. But yeah, you're you're not as bad as you think. Um, There's (laughs) always going to be something pulling us away in some way that seems like a good idea for our, our business. But really what it is, is a way to avoid something else. And you have to find that out sometimes. That's all. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm sure. I know there's a lot of people that do really well. So, you know, marketing themselves on Instagram. And for me, I really don't look at Instagram as a place that I'm, I know my business comes from LinkedIn. Like I 100% know that. But I also know that maybe the podcast could get more visibility. Like that, that to me was more of a brand building exercise than it was like a marketing exercise, which I guess mm-hmm. is hand goes hand in hand. But it was really... Like it was almost like the universe, like threw that in my lap. Like you just wasted a half hour of your day creating this content so that your kids, your daughter-in-law and your college friends could see what you're up to this week. You know, like it was really funny. It was like, there was not a single person in there, not one. And uh, it was just so funny. And you know what? I mean, listen, I'm still posting stories on occasion and you know, and, and I will probably continue to, but I'm going to be really conscious of the fact that that is just my you know, there's a part of me that just can't say no to doing some of that stuff, but I'm not going to do it. And here's what I tell my students. Like I tell my students, this is why it's interesting. And and for those of you that listen, that are in our choosing job programs, I just want you to know, like Lynn is to me what I hope I am to you, right? Like mm-hmm. I say to them all the time, I don't care if you do all that stuff, but let's make you some money first. Let's do all this stuff first. Do the LinkedIn stuff first. Do the, did you do any outreach this week? Did you do any connections? Who did you get on the phone with this week? Do that first. And if there's still time to do the other stuff you want to do, or hopefully you're making enough money that you can pay people to do the other stuff that you think you should be doing, then go ahead and do that. I'm not saying don't do those things. I'm saying do the money-making things first. And I do... I absolutely do do that. I mean, I would not be leaving, you know, letting somebody hang that's waiting to hear from me before I decide to post an Instagram story. Right, right. No, of course not. And I even would go a step further to say, I think it's important to put in time for exploring for the things that aren't immediately impacting uh, the bottom line, because that's entrepreneurs have very much that that wanting to figure things out and look at new things. And, you know, that's not something you should really like not do. That's why even though you spend half the day, I think, even you know, that's fine. It's something you you explored. You saw what it took to do it. Did you enjoy it? You're still learning things from that. But yeah. it's really just still about being intentional, like you say, about, okay, well, what has the most impact? What's the one thing I need to get done today that matters most in the business right now? And, uh, and then if, yeah, if you can add in some time to play, I think that's super important. And I do call it play, even though it's a business thing, it's fun yeah. too, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Well, you know, one of the things, one of the other things that I think is really interesting that changed for me since we first met, and that's a decade, right? A decade ago, a decade ago, 
I was taught, like, and I, I loved, so I think we might've even met in Marie Forleo's B-School program. Yeah. That might've actually be yeah. where we met. And I loved B-School at the time for me. It was, it was, it was a great foundation. I knew nothing about online marketing, like nothing. Right. If Marie said, like, I literally built my website by like pausing the videos and doing exactly what she said. Yeah. And that's how I built yeah. my first website by myself. Right. So yeah. I learned so much from her and I, and I don't regret any of that, but it's interesting now that so much has changed right? Yes. Like I do think the value, like one of the things that I think was a huge value, obviously was building your email list. And I'm still always doing that. But a lot of the things that I was taught back then, I'm just not even doing anymore, you right. know? And, and I think that a lot has shifted in the online marketing world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, just like anything as People, we change individually, like through our lifetime, as much as we feel like there's a common thread there, we're different people, you know, than we were five years ago. Like I've, I've changed a ton. And then as a whole, in the environments we're in or whatever, we shift so much and we changed, we change a lot. So yes, things, and especially when it comes to something at like huge volume at scale, like the internet, like online business, things are going to shift a ton. The funny thing is, is we hang on to things longer, I think, than they're, you know, valuable or that they're actually working. So like the launch can model, you give us an example yeah, of that? Like yeah. the launch model, right? So yep. if I think about PLF, product launch formula by Jeff Walker, uh, that was around right in the beginning of all of this, like he was the the original kind of proponent of this framework. People are still hanging on to this pretty, like, oh, quite a bit, right? You see it quite a bit, the three video series, the and it was, it was probably time to switch that up, to change things there two or three years ago, especially through the pandemic. And then I think some people saw the lockdowns as kind of like, okay, we're going to do things a bit differently now. But when we get back to business as usual, we can jump back into these models that worked for us before. But as you know, that's not happening. These things don't work anymore, you know, and I, right. I do think they went past their due date personally. But it's because that everything was done to on this idea of passive income as well. You know, there was also that undercurrent of you build this program and then you can just sell it and you don't have to worry about it. That's also changed quite a bit. Cohort based learning has become much more of a thing, you know, so now people are doing programs live. Yours is is like that, too. Right. You're not just setting and yep. forgetting like people yep. join and, and it's live. And and that's what people expect more now than ever. But yeah, that is one thing that I think it doesn't work now as well either, because we've talked about this, Karen, doing the unscalable, which comes back to making people feel important in and of themselves. Like you are a human and I'm a human and we're interacting in this way. We want more and more of that as AI comes in, as more bots are talking to us, as we're feeling kind of like the machine really heavily coming upon us, we want more of the human touch. So those those formulas don't fit as well in there anymore. Well, you know what I think, I think too, as you're saying all of this, and I'm kind of reflecting back on what I've seen over the years as well, I feel like back in 2012 and 2013, when I was learning this stuff, there wasn't as much noise. So it was easier to get in front of your audience. Definitely. Now I see these people investing in these programs and, and I'm not knocking Jeff Walker's program. I've never taken it. So I don't, I, you know, I have no judgment on it, but I do know that there's other people out there that have these courses that, you know, they sell by the billions and, 
and what they're not really taking into consideration is that it's a, it's so much harder for a person coming in new to online business to build an audience. And without an, a sizable audience, without a sizable email list, it is practically impossible. Like I'm not even going to say it's doable. It's hardly even doable to, to have a launch that is, you know, a six figure launch when you don't have an audience to support it, you know? So, so, and it takes some time to build that audience, right. And the audience needs to be built on trust and Mm -hmm. not just bought or, you know, like you can use ads and things like that, but that's a lot of cash. You need to have a sizable investment if you want to do it that way. So, so all of the stuff that I was taught, right. It's harder to do now because it's so much noisier. And now like flipping back to the good old, like you mentioned it earlier, the timeless ways, which is, you know, when I ask people, where do they get the vast majority of their biggest opportunities from? They always say referrals. Very rarely Mm -hmm. do they say something that's not referrals. So are you spending the vast majority of your marketing dollars and your marketing time on a, on LinkedIn where referrals happen, or are you still trying to make Twitter be your lead generation place, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder. I I used to get clients directly from Twitter. I absolutely did. When we were working together, I was getting clients from Twitter. I do not get clients from Twitter anymore. I mean, I can't even remember the last time it happened and I have a Mm -hmm. lot of Twitter followers, but it is a different environment now. You know, it's a different environment now. And, and it doesn't mean that I don't get visibility from there. I do when people, you know, read the stuff and watch the things, but it's more, it's more about, again, brand building than it is customer building. The customers are all coming from LinkedIn. And I love that you have really created an entire business around helping people like me stay focused on where the money is and stay focused on those things. Because, you know, listen, I, I certainly, it was a half an hour, not a half a day that I was spending on Instagram stories, but I will say that's a half hour. I can't get back. Right. I could have been, you know, I could have been walking on the beach. I could have been playing with my grandkids. I could have been, there's a lot of things I could have been doing in that half hour. Right. And, and that's how I look at it now. I look at it now, like is what I'm doing right now, moving me measurably closer to my goal, Yeah. you know, and if that's not happening, then why am I doing it? Like, yeah. why am I doing it? Why I get that. I might've thought I needed to do it. Right. But you know, I think it's becoming more and more important. I think your business is the right place at the right time. Right. Yeah, because again, this the information overload and all of that has always been a problem. Like it's been a problem even before the internet. People were, we just can't take in all the information that we've had for a really long time and it's getting more and more. But yes, we hear often, you know, our attention spans are decreasing, which by the way, is not true. That's, that's BS. Um, It's not true that, yeah. So that was a a study by Microsoft. And first of all, you cannot quantify like the, the whole headline was like shorter than a goldfish attention span, shorter than a goldfish. And it's like, nobody knows how to measure a goldfish, a goldfish's attention (laughs) span. So there's that. We should have known that, but we didn't, right? But even people who study fish, goldfish are like, they have a quite a good attention span from what we can tell based on whatever they were doing. So that's not really the issue. The issue is, yes, there are more, there are a lot of distractions, but it does come down to meaning. Like it comes down to what does this all mean to you? And it's harder to find now just because I don't know if it's harder, but it's, it's somehow getting more acute. You know, there is like just more and more people feeling like they have problems of attention, but it is really more because you can pay attention when you're interested generally, right? You can still watch like that's been said before. You can still watch a movie 
for the most part, some people still have a phone with them when they're watching the movie. But I know I can read long form articles if I'm really interested in them. I can listen to a podcast that's half an hour, no problem. Now, mind you, usually you can be doing something else at the same time. So it's a bit of a cheater. But we do have attention. But the thing is, is we crave quality now more than ever. We just don't also know where yeah. to find it. So in this sense, with business owners, I that's what I'm kind of doing. Let's get back to quality. And so while your audience, to me, the audience doesn't have to be hundreds of thousands of people. You just want a really good quality audience. And by that means the people you can help the most. And so the focus is focus on what's going to bring you the most quality in your business, your life, all of that. So, yeah, I think it's needed now more than ever. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why I like having a podcast because I think it can, yeah. it, people can decide if they resonate with me or not. That's you right. know, I have, there was a, somebody recently that, you know, was interested in working with me and had a partner and said, well, how, what can I, what can I do to prep her for our call? And I said, well, give her some episodes of my podcast to listen to, you know, and yep. she'll see if she resonates or not, because it's just as important to find out if they don't resonate and we're not wasting that's each right. other's time to even get on a call. But I do think too, you know, I did like one of those like summit type things recently. And it, there was some, I mean, such good information in them, but there was also some people that I could tell were not comfortable speaking and were not used to speaking. And I was like, this is really interesting because, because I forget, you know what I mean? Sometimes I forget that this is something that you have to practice and you have to learn. And because I'm always listening to podcasts to, to general, in fact, if there's somebody that I'm interested in working with and they don't have a podcast, I'm like, oh, wait, how am I going to know if it's a good fit or not? Right. So, so for me, that's one of the reasons why I love doing this show because I, yep. I feel like it helps people resonate with me. And actually this is, I think episode 213. So I've got 212, 213 episodes now that I, if somebody yep. asks me a question, I can say, here's what I think, but you know what? Like go back to this episode. You know, like people ask me a lot about LinkedIn creator mode and I'm like, go to episode 202 of my podcast. I go deep right. into it there and I don't have to go deep into it in every conversation I have. Right. So, yep. so it's a way to build authority and, and to get some legit credibility and to hopefully show up like somebody who knows what they're talking about. And right. if that's, if what I talk about is what you're looking to what you think can help your business. Right. So, yeah, I think that that, I think it becomes more important to go. I, like I say, in my programs, like going deep, not wide, you know, mm -hmm. not, you know, and there's, there'll be an upcoming show probably soon around why I don't think AI tools are a good idea on LinkedIn and that's mm -hmm. just spray and pray. Right. And, you know, it's, there's people that I talk to, I have a current client who, you know, came to me because they got their, Pro, their LinkedIn profile shut down because they were using right. one of these tools. And I'm like, okay, what I wanted to say is maybe you should have hired me and not whoever did that tool, but they, you know, but they, but they're, we're, we're still, we, it's sexy to have somebody say, let's connect with a billion people all in one day and see what happens and get you a bunch of leads. But what happens is you get a bunch of crap leads, That's you know, right. and I'd rather you take the time that you're spending weeding through all those crap leads and do some research and take a quarter of that time and do some research and find the right people that you want to talk to and then build relationships with them. And that goes back to that timeless marketing, right? We know this works. doesn't matter what happens with the LinkedIn algorithm. doesn't matter what happens with the Instagram algorithm. We know yeah. this works. It's been working since the time, since sales began, you know? Right. Yeah. And if you're doing, you know, like you're doing, if you're doing something that is a higher quality, meaning you're not selling, you know, the $27 product, you're not you're not among many on the shelf, like you're not a, a commodity in that way. You definitely 
want to connect with certain people over the masses, like over all these quote unquote crap leads, right? right? They're crap leads because that kind of lead generation is for the more kind of, you know, appeals to the masses kind of products. And those tend right. to have very little differentiators. They right. will solve some kind of problem, but they are not specific. Yeah, they're not focused on a, a problem that really would serve you to solve, like that is really meaningful to solve, right? It's just one of these little, it's a little itch versus an actual big problem. So there's a, there's a place for that, but those tactics don't work when you're talking about, like you said, going in deep, right. And not so wide. I call it the skinny funnel. Like it doesn't have this huge, like bowl at the top. It's a much smaller funnel because, and again, even funnel, I don't love saying because it sounds like I'm throwing numbers in there, but not really. It's just the visual of it. So I think that's the problem is also that we, we take things that are, you know, used in other ways, like for, for products or different things. And we think we can just apply them to something as high touch as a program, like the one you're creating or the kind of consulting that I'm doing, it doesn't work. So you don't want that. And you don't want to deal with the volume of those people that you really can't serve. You don't want that kind of attention in the end, that's going to really distract you from doing the important stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So give us another thing that you see a lot of that another mistake you feel like you're seeing a lot of entrepreneurs making that, you know, a shift around that mistake can make a big impact on their business. Yeah. Well, one of the other big, well, we kind of talked about it, but is sticking to methods that don't work, right? So the launch method, for example, or I've done it this way for like five, you know, however many years, a few years, or I've done it five times and it worked really well the first few times. And now I've been struggling, but it's that whole, you are experiencing it. You, you know how it works. So you want to replicate it and you want to see if you can improve it, but there's a point where it's best to let that go and to try a different strategy or tactic. So I see people hanging on too long to something that worked because like you just said, things shift, right? So quickly, but hanging on too long, And then I think we've talked about this before. There's often a point where it will have worked short term and because it stops working, you know, some people then start to teach that method that worked for them short term so that others can use it. And it's like, no, now yours has stopped working. So really the best thing to do would be to, to take the time to figure out how you need to do it. And honestly, it does come down to sometimes it feels like you take some steps backward because you're like, oh my gosh, I have to go back to square one where I was before trying to figure things out. Not necessarily though, but yeah, you want to be open to, to figuring out new ways. There's always a timeless foundation, but you got to be willing to experiment continuously. So yeah, I think people really stick it out too long for some of the things that worked. And unfortunately that's the name of the game. Most things won't work past two years, not without some big kind of switch or change to them. Yeah. Yeah. Such good advice. Such good advice. We can just get into like, just, you just keep doing it. Cause that's the problem. We have SOPs in place, standard operating yes. procedures in place that say to do it. So we just keep doing it. Right. And yeah. we think we're cool because we have these SOPs in place and we're real business owners, but we have to shift. We have to shift as things shift. And listen, we're talking about digital marketing. I mean, come on, the algorithms change almost daily. So, yes. and things change almost daily. So we have got to understand that, that we have to shift and that, you know, I mean, listen, I don't have to go on and on about that, but that doesn't mean, you know, so it doesn't mean we go out of business. It just means, okay, we got to, what's, 
how do we how do we replace what we used to do here with what's working yeah. now, right? To yeah. replace that. So it doesn't mean okay, it's it's broke. We were out of business. It just means all right, that doesn't work anymore. What are we going to be doing instead? You know, and I think that's you an know, important thing for entrepreneurs to yes, understand as well. Of course. And I mean, ultimately, you know, your, your brand, uh, even as it evolves, and again, it's even more than shifting, it's just evolution. Even as it evolves, when you're showing up, like your brand still exists as an asset, right? So whatever you do with that, like on top of that strategy wise, you still have this solid you know, foundation holding you up. But yeah, it's not, yeah, it's more evolution, I would say. And even like what you're doing, you know, you've got your SOPs and your program, like your stuff in place for your program. But now you're going like, let's take a look and see where, where we can improve, where we may need to shift some stuff. That's, that's great. That's just that kind of continuous improvement. So when we say shift, it doesn't necessarily mean you're throwing out everything, right? Right. Uh, If a system worked for you, you could say, well, I really want to keep this part of it because, you know, this, this works. And then let's see what else we can do. But that's all it is, is constantly wanting to improve and see what you can do. And some of us don't have the capacity. That's why too, if you were to get a bunch of leads, that's going to distract you from continuing to do these improvements as well, because now you'll be overwhelmed with people who aren't a right fit. So freaking true. That's so absolutely true. And, and it really is important, especially if you're looking to have a business and many of the women that listen to the show are, that doesn't take, isn't a 40 to 60 hour a week business. You know, you're looking to do your business. There is a way to do it in 20 hours a week. There absolutely is. And you know, it is, this strategy is, I think the simplest and the less time consuming if you, but, but it's about more of a matter of being consistent with it than it is about the amount of time you put into it. Yeah. Um, at least the strategies that we teach. Lynn, I am so, first of all, I'm so glad that you're back in my business life. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for being on the show and sharing this with us. How can people find and connect with you? And you all need to connect with Lynn. And do you offer consultations? Like how do they connect I with do. You? I have free calls. If you go to my website, it's minimalistbiz.com. There's a big button there that you can book a call. And also, you know, you can subscribe to my newsletter, which is Focus to Flourish. And I just share things on what helps you focus more in your business every week. So yeah, and I'm happy to be back in, in your world too. This was fun. And, you, and Lynn actually does a really good job on LinkedIn also. So I, uh, that's how we reconnected. I saw your post yes. on LinkedIn and I was like, huh, I wonder what she's up to. That's right. <laughs> Maybe we yep. should talk again, you know, but she does a really good job on LinkedIn. So you should connect with Lynn on LinkedIn as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. We'll put links to all of that in the show notes. And I think that I, you know, for anybody that is seeing this up, these podcasts come out consistently now and see the marketing consistently. It's not just me. It's people like Lynn that are on my team that helped me make that happen. So thank you for being here. I am so grateful to have Lynn back in my life and in my business. And when I talk about using LinkedIn so that you can attract and find and reach out to the best people in the world so that you have a world-class business, Lynn is an example of that. So y'all need to take her up on her offer. Um, If you're looking to get some solid kick butt strategy in your business, you need Lynn. So take her up on her offer of a consultation and know that I don't do this alone. You shouldn't do this alone. None of us should do this alone, right? When we lift each other up, that's where that's where the magic happens. So let's lift each other up. Help me help you. Share this podcast on social media. Just take a quick screenshot and share it wherever you wherever you like to hang out on social media. Tag me, tag Lynn, and then we'll be sure to share it with our audiences so that we can all get more visibility that way. And 
you know, know that if you want to know what it looks like to get some support so that you can bring amazing people into your life, like Lynn, like the incredible women that are in my She's Linked Up programs, then let's talk. Just go to karenyankovich.com slash call. We can get on the phone for a little while. We'll chat. We will, you know, talk a lot about your business. And, and if I think that your business is ready for strategies like this, and, and if so, we'll talk about, you know, what that could look like for you. At the end of the day, if it's something I think I can help you with, I'll tell you that. But mostly the call is about just getting some clarity on you and what your goals are and how you can step into the next chapter, the transition that might be happening in your life and in your business with the most success and the most power possibly. So let's do this together, right? I want this to be simple for you. Everything I teach is is as simple as I can possibly make it simple and powerful. Let's create our simple empires together. I'll see you back here next week. 